Thanks. Um, okay, guys, I'm gonna head to the back because I need to grab some laundry detergent. Alright, I'll meet you at the back of the front. I gotta go and get some Pokemon cards because you already know they be busting. I'm gonna go check out, see if they have some more mango juice. I'm running low. Bro, is what that? is that? Oh my god, oh what my is god. that? Is that what I think it is? It's zombies! Run away! Ow! Oh! 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 Oh god! What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Witty Talk, where we talk about anything and everything controversial or comedic. And if you don't like it, well, then what's it to ya? I'm Ramiro, and I'll be your host for today. And before we get started, remember to check your feelings at the door. So today, I wanted to talk a little about the end of the world, specifically a zombie apocalypse. So I am a super, super big fan of zombies, and I'm pretty sure a great population of, well, the entire world is very familiar with zombie apocalypse. In fact, I feel like we're more prepared for a zombie apocalypse than any other apocalypse. But, you know, I'm really excited to get this going just because it'll be like a fun little talk. How are you guys feeling? Feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I think it'll, I think I can contribute pretty well to this conversation. This is something I talk about quite a bit, probably more than I should. For sure. So I want to give y'all a scenario. So imagine that you're at home. Just, it could, it could be wherever, because I know we're all college students. Some of us live away from home, but imagine you're at your house with your family, mm-hmm. right? And there is a sudden but fast outbreak. Like, have y'all have seen World War Z, right? Yeah. Okay. So for those of you who haven't seen World War Z out there in the audience, so the beginning of the movie, and spoiler alert, it, it starts, it's, it's just really hectic. It's a... The zombies just come out of nowhere, and a lot of people get infected really fast. So it's a very fast outbreak, occurs out of nowhere. The zombies are contagious only through bites, okay? So the only way you can get can get infected is if they bite you. It's not those things where you are already infected, and if you die, you turn. No. So you get infected only through bites, and they're the old-fashioned walking stumbling type of zombies so what i want to know first is what would be your game plan what would be your first reaction let's start with you matt okay so i think where am i just anywhere like can i pick where i am no you're at your house with your family okay and you see you either see it in the news or you see it in your neighborhood it's all chaos you realize that there's a zombie apocalypse going on. Okay. And, it's, and you said it's already it's going pretty chaos. fast. Like it's already. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think the first thing I would do is go check the pantry and like, not even the fridge, just because if it's in the fridge in a couple of days, I'm assuming that it's just, it's going to be spoiled because electrical grid will probably go with most okay. of these zombie scenarios. So yeah, the first thing I'd go do is check the pantry and if there's plenty of food, then I would go and try and find a weapon. And also, yeah. with like it goes without saying, uh, well, you said we're with family. So I'd make sure all my family is there. And if not, then that completely changes everything. But if we're all there, I'm going to check the pantry first. If there's plenty of food, 
Then I'm going to try and find a weapon. And then I'm immediately going to start like mapping out where to move to next. Because I don't think I would want to stay in my neighborhood or in my house. I think I'd probably want to get somewhere like really rural. Okay. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I'd probably try and go to like my grandmother's house. Okay. So let me ask you this. How, like if it happened right, right now, as far as you know, how well prepared do you think you are in terms of like resources and everything that you just mentioned? Uh, I think I'm pretty well prepared. If it was to happen right now, I'd, I'm pretty well prepared. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about you, Quentin? Yeah, I, I don't feel like I'm prepared at all, at least. I um I don't have like survival kits ready. I don't have anything like that. I mean, not that it's going to happen like the next day or anything like that, but I know that um, I just scavenge for food, like Matt said, like in the pantry. But really, one of the first things that I would do would be turn on the news and look to see what parts have been like completely taken over. Um, so I have an idea of where things would go because I know that the news probably won't be there in like the next few minutes at that point, depending on how severe the um, the disease or like or how you said, like you get infected with bites. So how fast that would spread. Um, I know that, like I said, checking the news, making sure my family is safe, um, grabbing whatever I can for like food and then just hitting the road somewhere to like a more secure location because I live in like a neighborhood with not a ton of people, but I mean like enough people that if they were sub like around us to like get bitten or something like that, then yeah. I feel like I would probably be in a worse situation than I'd be if like, like Matt said, if I was in like the country or something like that, where you're not surrounded by as many people. Okay. That's very interesting. So y'all are already thinking about going somewhere else. You're yeah. not like wanting to stay where you are or anything. Okay. That's interesting. I think for me, my first reaction, I mean, obviously I think the first reaction would, I mean, obviously I, I think I'd be kind of scared, not mm -hmm. kind of pretty scared. Cause I mean, no one wants to get bitten. No one wants to die. No one wants to go through all of this. And you know, it's it's just it's a, there's a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. I think what I would be most stressed about is probably hmm, it's probably a tie between my dog and my sister. My dog, because my dog will bark at everything and anything. Mm -hmm. And it obviously my dog's gonna alert like all the zombies around the area where we are if she starts barking yeah and my sister because well honestly my sister has a genetic illness and she needs medication and where are we going to get that medication from mm -hmm. you know like right now we would we probably have maybe two months worth of her medication her mm -hmm. medication comes in monthly in monthly like supplies so I think that would probably be my my number one biggest concern. concern in terms of like if it were to happen. And as far as resources, I think I'm not too prepared. I think I'm well prepared enough to be able to hold off for maybe like the next two weeks. And then I'll ha probably have to go out and look for stuff. But yeah. Let me let me ask y'all this. What resource would y'all put as your top priority? 
like obviously obviously we care about our families obviously mm. sometimes a weapon's going to be necessary but let's say that you could only choose one resource that you had to take what what resource would it be um i know that myself i know that um like for like the situation that i would plan out and like live through it'd probably be a little bit more of a mobile lifestyle so i'd probably see if um i could like have a um again it kind of sounds kind of weird but have like a bunch of canisters of like gasoline or something like that so that yes okay i could like travel um because i, I feel like this in a zombie apocalypse your lifestyle is not you could kind of have a environment where you just kind of stay all in one place but i just feel like being mobile and being adaptable is something that you really need to kind of undertake um with something like this because you you never really know when things are going to get worse in, in certain places or not yeah okay what about you matt uh i think i would go with something so i'm also kind of gonna go with something that can allow me to be mobilized but the only issue so i'm not going to take gasoline or anything like that because mm -hmm. i would imagine that a lot of cars and everything would start flooding the roads so i'm actually gonna prioritize like a bike maybe like a dirt not a dirt bike uh like a mountain bike something that's kind of durable and that can okay. get me from point A to point B um, and won't be too terribly loud. And if the roads are crowded, I can go quote unquote like off the road. Yeah. Still get to my destination. Off road. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So both of y'all, like before, y'all are already thinking about moving. Your main priority is moving. Yeah. My main priority, I think, in terms for the long run would be medicine specifically antibiotics because yeah. i feel like you are just as likely to die from an infection or a disease mm -hmm. than you are from like a, phys a like a physical threat like the zombies yeah so i think having antibiotics or some type of medication would be really really important yeah yeah that's that's very it's very interesting. Um I'm, I'm honestly I did not expect these answers. I mean I think I expected travel a little more from Matt mm -hmm. just because I know Matt has a lot of family that lives in like rural areas and honestly I would I would probably choose the same thing. I think it'd be better to live in a rural area mm -hmm. rather than a populated city cuz it's you can defend it better. There's less, There's people, less people around yeah. and everything. And it's just it's just overall better, you know. But here, let me ask you this. So obviously in in a zombie apocalypse, you will you're gonna have to defend yourself somehow. Whether yeah. you you like it or not, eventually you're gonna have to go out. There's obviously gonna be zombies and you're gonna have to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. What would be your weapon of choice? Mm. Let's start with Matt, because I know he said before that he would he would uh his first few reactions would be to go find a weapon yeah so i think this might be an unpopular choice maybe not unpopular it's definitely a popular choice but it's not 
so I'm going to break, I guess, the social norm when it comes to zombies and like how they're perceived. Because mm-hmm. a lot of, I always hear people, they're like, oh, I'm going to find like a bat with like nails or like an axe or something, something they yeah. can hold. And what about my idea? Me, I'm <laughs> definitely going to get a gun. Um, a gun. And people are always like, oh, well, the noise will attract them or you'll attract other people. And my answer to that is one, that's fine. I'm not at, like if a zombie apocalypse happens the first few like weeks or maybe months yeah you're gonna be terrified of the zombies but like your biggest concern will shift from the zombies and to people people who are looting people who are trying to like attack you right yeah and if i go up against another person with a gun and i'm i have a baseball bat i'm not gonna win like it doesn't matter that i've survived all these previous months yeah because that person is going to kill me. And yeah. plus, with a melee weapon, and I mean, maybe it's just me. I have a very small frame, and I'm not super strong. But until we get, like, a few months in, those zombies are going to be somewhat, like, fresh. Um, and you're definitely, like, the force and stuff that it takes. I'm assuming, wait, for this There's... scenario, just, like, you to destroy the brain or whatever? Yes. Yeah, like the force and stuff you would need over and over again. Uh, I'd be exhausted. And like, if a horde was to attack me, I'd feel so much safer with a gun mm-hmm. um, than a melee weapon. Okay. So let me ask you this. Where would you find... I mean, yeah, where would you find the ammunition? Do you feel... Do you? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's the question. Where would you find okay. the ammunition? Well, so going back to like my initial scenario, like in the first few days, I would definitely try and get as much ammunition as possible. So like my trips would consist of getting ammunition and food, food that's not going to perish. Uh, so let's okay. let's like canned goods, which they can still perish, but you know, you can get what you can get. Uh, I'd also get seeds like seeds for farming so that yeah. eventually once i get to wherever i want to be i can start farming so i can have a sustainable resource okay. um and then i while i'm also out i would try and find a uh, ammo like maker basically like the tools you need to create your own ammo yeah so you're you're willing to go out while the outbreak's going on yeah i think so the risk, obviously, in the beginning is there's a lot of people and a lot of, obviously, zombies. Yeah. But you have a higher chance of finding the stuff that you need. If I was to wait six months, there'd probably be less people. Well, there would be less people and probably more zombies. But the chances okay. of me finding the stuff I actually would need would be really low. Okay. Because it's already okay. been picked over. What about you, Quentin? What would be your weapon of choice? So I'm like, I'm in the... Obviously, it'd be nice to have a gun and stuff like that. Um, but if I'm being practical and stuff like, like if I'm being practical, I think the only gun that I actually have right now is like a BB gun. And that's not gonna do anything. That's <laughs> not gonna do anything. So if I'm being hey, like it realistic, be, it, it could be it, a decoy. Like you I could guess. Probably, yeah. But if I'm being more realistic, I I would take more of like the baseball bat kind of route, just because. I mean, like yeah, we all see The Walking Dead. We all think that's cool and stuff like that. Obviously, I think I'd be. I don't know. I think I look pretty cool with that, but. I just think that 
in the long run, that's gonna plus I'll get built. Like that'll be really fun. I'm smashing all these zombies' heads, you know, like get all these muscles. So that's how I'm kind of thinking of it. Is that a melee weapon of choice? Probably baseball bat, just because that's like I know that I have a baseball bat in the house that I could use to do something like that. So that's more of the avenue that I would take. Yeah, I would get a lot more like fatigue, like Matt said. But if I'm constantly moving and not and kind of avoiding and um, not like uh, interact, well, that would be interacting, but just like avoiding like the zombie hordes or however many like just zombies that there are, I yeah. feel like I could get away with just um, a baseball bat, uh, maybe with the nails or um, possibly just like a, like an axe or something like that. I feel like I could get away with something like that. Bro, I'm gonna what go find I Quentin. I know he's got a bat. I've got a gun. I'm going to find Quentin. Bro, we're just going to survive together, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah sure. <laughs> okay, what if I told y'all that in the, these type of scenarios, you can choose any type of weapon? Mm-hmm. Like, would you still go with a baseball bat, Quentin? Or would you... Yeah, I'd still go with the baseball bat just because I, I, I know myself and I'd probably empty a whole clip on a zombie that I don't like. Like, I'd shoot zombies <laughs> or something like that. I'd be like, bro, why'd you eat my stuff? <laughs> And I'm ass- Matt. I'm assuming you would still go with your gun, right? Uh, you said any weapon. Any weapon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd, probably like, I'd probably get like. I'd probably. No, okay, a little realistic. Okay, I'd what probably I mean like any weapon. out my weapon as much as I could. Hack it. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Honestly, I think Matt's point had me rethinking my choice, just because I mean he's right. Like. Yeah, there's zombies, but if you come across someone with a gun who's being a little violent, then you know you're gonna kind of... you're gonna lose the fight if you have if you have a melee weapon. Like you never bring a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. So honestly, if I'm being honest, like I was gonna go with maybe like a bat mm-hmm. as well. But now that I think about it, I think, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Matt on this one and say a gun this time mm-hmm. just because I don't I don't know. I mean, what Matt said made sense. I feel like in these cases, people are going to be more dangerous than, than the zombies because the, the zombies are just going to be mindless walking. And I feel like if you really compose yourself and think, you could probably very easily eliminate zombies if you don't get caught in the middle of a horde yeah right but when it comes to other people you know they have the ability to think and they're probably going to be more violent because you know people who are hungry people who are desperate tend to make very um make very stupid decisions so yeah yeah, i think i'm gonna go with a gun what type of gun honestly man (laughs) Any type of gun, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't care. Like, I think like I feel the like... perfect combination of like melding both worlds is like getting a gun with like a bayonet or something on it. That so would like, probably yeah. The bayonet can deal with the mindless zombies, because like realistically, if in our scenario, if I find a gun, I'm way more easily going to be able to find like a knife or a sharp thing that I can stab zombies with. Yeah, yeah. Later on, but. Maybe I don't find a gun later on, and then I'm screwed when I, I encounter a human. Yeah, yeah. Or you could even like find whatever blunt object you can, and exactly like a breaker something them. might even do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, do y'all now that we've established our weapon of choice? Here's a good question: Do y'all think if it came down to it, you would be able to kill 
a zombie. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. You think you'd be able to look at them, the way a former I, person, and the be way like, I yep, see you're dying. It, the way I see it is they're already dead. There's no, there's no way of bringing that back. And I know it sounds heartless sometimes because, like, especially when you see scenarios like, uh, what is it, I Am Legend, where he's like trying to find a cure and stuff like that. Like yeah. that may, that may be like heartless, like I said, but at the end of the day, they, they don't have that same remorse for me. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be like, you always got to look out for number one. No, I just mean like you at that point, you're either going to die because you're afraid to kill something or you just, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't really see another outcome of that because it's not like, especially like in that situation of like, again, going back to Iron Legend, he's in a city where he kind of has to, he can't, get around these other um places without killing a few zombies because he he's just in that situation well yeah i don't think any of us are arguing the um i guess the the morality yeah the morality of actually killing a zombie my question was more on like how can i explain it i guess the best way i can explain it is would you yourself be able to do it not like the morality behind it like would you it's, yeah it's like, because because yeah. think of it this way like we've i'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen a bunch of gory movies right a bunch of gory movies where you know there's guts there's blood there's people fighting and people and we all say like oh you know this isn't so bad you know i can definitely handle guts yeah and i say this from experience but once we went into our clinical rotations back in high school when we were able to go into hospitals and kind of just shadow doctors. Mm-hmm. When I went into the OR and saw, I guess, my first human in-person surgery, because, I mean, I've seen surgery on animals and it's not that bad. I mean, I don't know if it's just an instinct we have as, I guess, I don't, would you call us natural predators? Oh, yeah. I think we're yeah. apex predators. Yeah, I guess maybe it's an instinct we have as natural predators to not really feel feel bad about seeing, I guess, I, I don't want to say it like is- this, but a, a mutilated animal. But I will say this. Once I saw a human opened up the way I did, dude, I'm not saying I was about to faint. I wasn't about to faint. I wasn't about to throw up. I, I, I had a pretty good stomach back then. Not anymore. But... Dude, I felt weird. Yeah. I was like, whoa, hold up. Like, I think it's just this... because we're not accustomed to seeing stuff like that. Yeah. So I feel like it's the same thing with trying to kill. Yes, it's a zombie, but to us, it looks like a human, a human that's acting just out of the ordinary. Yeah. You know, so that always, that's always in the back of my head. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, you know, I play a lot of zombie games. I watch a lot of zombie movies. I'm like, oh, you're like, oh yeah, I could definitely kill a zombie. Who wouldn't be able to kill a zombie? But honestly, when it comes to the real real thing, yeah. Once you actually get the feel of it, it's, it's just a whole different, a whole complete different story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let me ask y'all this. So y'all said you, you could kill a zombie. Now, what would, what would you do? if your loved ones are in the process of turning or are already turned, would you be able to kill them or would you do something else? Mm, I think. So I think all these scenarios, like there's obviously so many things that could change my answer. Like, Oh, 
is the government still a thing like oh are we you know is there rumors of like a cure and stuff but i'm gonna base my premise on like the popular show the walking dead of like so far nothing's going on yeah um so i think i would just because that's what i would want to be like if i got bit or was turning i would i'd want someone to kill me before i became a zombie Mm -hmm. um and just for clarification so i realized that i should say set more boundaries so remember these questions revolve around the scenario that the zombie apocalypse apocalypse is just starting okay yeah yeah i i think i'd still damn actually i don't know if it's just starting no, if it was just starting, I'd probably still want to, because then this is like me kind of being an ass, but you'd have to like store them and figure out a way to keep them not rotting. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Because in a perfect world, oh yeah, okay, there's a zombie, let's throw them in the closet. But like physiologically and like biologically, you're going to start rotting. Your brain yeah. is such an important part. And if it's not working, everything just goes to like shit really mm-hmm. yeah so there's so many things that would just ha- line up that would be like it's not even do i want to i need to yeah um, it would definitely suck and it would be horrible especially in the beginning because i think if it was like you know where i've been in this apocalypse like apocalyptic world for a while yeah i feel that i would be a little dissociated from it and it would just yeah feel like a routine thing almost like this is just something i need to do but if it was in the beginning it would really suck but i definitely think i would have to and i if i turned into a zombie i would want the same done to me at least before i turn into a zombie i'm more of in that same boat of like i knowing like who i am and like everything like that i would i if it had been like the roles reversed and like whether it be like my family or like a loved one or something like that and like um they i turned into a zombie and they had to kill me i would want them to kill me like 100 percent. not because it's like oh i want to end it all no because i want to protect them because i don't want them saving onto me and then they're like caring for me one day as like a zombie and i end up biting one of them or i end up in a situation where like i infect them you know what i mean it's like i feel like i'm just putting them in harm's way for what for my personal growth it, I, I i'm not i'm not about that i would i would rather um, remember this is about you doing it to other to your family members like yeah you would want it you would want them to do yeah. it to you but how would how would you be able to handle the situation how would you handle that situation i wouldn't like it but i knew it would be the right thing to do and that's 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 just the way it is unfortunately like it like i said like i i, I would want that for myself and at that point like even if it is at the start i'm not i'm not risking it just to prolong something that i think is already gone at that point no let's see honestly man i think i'd lose i i'd have to do it i would do it i would i would try to do it before they even turn like if i knew like damn like they're they're done for i'd try to spare them the pain from actually turning Mm -hmm. but bro that would break me so bad dude i become would a shell. i feel like i would lose my mind yeah i feel like after like in the i feel like in the zombie movies you always see the character who's just like a menace 
Yeah. And that's kind that, of why. Those are the origin stories. They, yeah. their family members probably died, like right yeah. at the beginning. Like mm-hmm. even if it was just my pets, dude. Like mm-hmm. even just my pets, I would still like lose my mind if I had to kill them. Yeah. Because you know they're turning. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, since we're in the topic of killing. <laughs> Let's talk a little more about how you're going to defend yourself. So we talked about your weapon of choice, right? Obviously, this is more of an, I guess, offensive thing to do. But what is your plan in terms of defense? And I'm talking about maybe getting some armor or maybe having some camouflage or maybe even building a wall around you know, wherever you're going to stay. What, what what would be your plan in terms of defense, Matt? So sticking with my scenario, I'd be out in a rural area. So the first thing I would prioritize, so the place I'm, I'm imagining my grandmother's house and I know there's a fence, but let's say there's not a fence. Okay. That would be the first thing I did. Um, I know it's not going to keep out people, but I know that if there's like i don't want to worry about zombies if i also have to defend against people you know yeah and then i would also set up like some kind of like cattle guard system um so if zombies did get in they'd get stuck or like break their ankles or break break their legs i see um basically anything to keep out as many zombies as possible so i don't have to worry about them what about like personal defense i always so this one always trips me up because part of me i think it would depend on what i'm doing if i'm just chilling i probably wouldn't have any armor or anything but if i was going out i'd probably wear like body armor to protect against guns because i know some people are like oh i strap pillows and stuff to my arms and legs but that's to focus more for zombies yeah and I really stand like my my biggest concern is always going to be the people because if I'm deep into the apocalypse like zombies they're just going to be like another annoyance they're going to be like mosquitoes like they're annoying and they're always going to be there but you just kind of have to deal with it yeah and if I start doing like pillows and trying to fortify myself too much I'm going to be slower okay so So, where are you going to get that body armor from Uh, hopefully find it if (laughs) i mean so the thing is the more you fortify yourself the slower you are so if i encounter a person my first option is always going to be to run and try and hide so if i'm super heavy and loud it's not going to be easy to do so if i couldn't find body armor i'd probably just like do the bare minimum, like wear pants and a long sleeve shirt. That's really it. Like I, okay. I don't want to sacrifice speed in any in any case. Do you have any jackets? Yeah, I mean, yeah, basically like nothing that's gonna weigh me down at all. So maybe a jacket gotcha. and pants, and then some nice shoes, like boots that I can run in. Gotcha. Okay. What about you, Quentin? Um, as far as defensive gear goes, I'm probably gonna be in that same boat of of uh the long sleeve and the pants just because 
I feel like speed is very is a very important aspect to it, especially Yeah. when um you like you, I'm, I would assume the zombies aren't like super fast or anything like that, but No. um you're going up against like a horde where they could easily trap you or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that would definitely be the um thing to prim prioritize over like a defensive kind of gear. Like how Matt was saying, if you do run into people, however, I feel like at that point, it's kind of just you're gonna you're gonna have to either fight your way out of it or like find some other way to resolve the situation. But um I don't think I'd be the body armor kind of guy. I'd probably be like just taking any precaution I can. to um focus mainly on the zombies and then i mean i may sound um naive here but worry less about the people and just kind of stick to myself because i know that obviously like the way that things go down um it may be a different scenario for them Okay. That's interesting. I think I, so I would probably, in terms of personal protection, I would probably do what you see in a lot of like zombie movies and stuff where they strap like magazines to their forearms and like their shins and legs. Just because I know that if I'm ever trying to defend myself from a zombie, Like, unless I don't hear them and they come up from behind me, they're going to be in front of me, Mm -hmm. right? And the first thing that I'm going to do is put my arm up. Yeah. I'm going to put my forearm up. And if I have that magazine or even, like, tie thick knots around my forearm with a shirt or a long sleeve, that would be pretty good as well. I'm going to always put my forearm in front and they're going to bite that. And that's going to obviously protect me from a bite. In terms of, like, fortification so i mean where i live obviously i don't have really anywhere to go so i think i'd probably stay here i do have a fence and everything i think i would try we have some like pillars as well i would fortify the front side of the fence with those pillars i would put them forward and i think what i would do is in my front yard i would whenever possible i would start digging holes like maybe like a six by maybe six by seven six by eight foot hole so that you know whatever zombies that that come i could just um they won't come to the front of my house so like fall in that hole And who knows, maybe it'll work for people as well that are trying to sneak in. They 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 won't know the holes are there and they'll just fall in. But it's very it's 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 very interesting. I mean in terms of in terms of building a wall, I mean I could probably build a wall. I just don't know where I would get the materials from. Like I think I'd be the type of person to be very Like, I'd be the type of person that, that would say we shouldn't go out if we don't need to. Like, there's no there's no reason for me to go all the way to, I don't know, maybe Home Depot or Best Buy or wherever the hell I could go. Because I know there ain't many trees around my neighborhood. So it's not like I can just chop down a tree and, like, make stuff out of there. Yeah.
So I don't know where I would get a lot of materials from. In terms of protection, uh, personal protection, I mean, it's for me, it's unrealistic to say I would choose body armor just because I don't know where I'd find it. Like yeah. it, it, it would be very hard to find it. I'll, I have a lot of magazines. I have a lot of books. I have a lot of shirts, a lot of clothes. And I think that would work better in my favor. So, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much all I could do. Maybe later on, if I do go and scavenge, maybe by some dumb luck, I'll find good materials. But even like that, how am I going to get all of it back? It'll be a very slow process. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that is always in the back of my mind, and, you know, both of y'all have been aware of, you know, there's there's more to just zombies in a zombie apocalypse. Obviously, there's other people that you probably have to worry about. Mm -hmm. So what would be y'all's policy if you come across other survivors? Like, would you, if they asked for your help, would you accept it? Would you be very cautious of them? Would you say, no, you know, we're on our own? Well, what would you do if you encounter other survivors? Let's start with you, Matt. Uh, I don't know, man. Part of, like, I think if it was in the beginning, I'd accept them. So if it was in the very beginning of the zombie apocalypse and it was like my next door neighbors. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fine. But I just, I don't trust very easily and I can't, I can sit here and say, oh yeah, like I'd accept them and it would be fine. We'd have this giant group. But realistically, I know that if it actually came down to it, I would be so nervous to like fall asleep to just function in the middle of a zombie apocalypse with strangers that I don't know. Um, so I think, I think if they needed help in the sense of they needed food or something, I'd give them some food, but I wouldn't accept them into my group just because I'm not willing to take that chance. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Who falls within your circle of trust besides obviously immediate family? uh friends and people that like i just said in the very beginning so if it was like neighbors or somebody somebody basically if i don't know you i'm not even if it's in the beginning i'm not gonna risk it i see so it needs to be neighbors friends and like you said immediate family um and then that list gets smaller as time goes on i see okay that's really interesting what about you quentin um I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm probably not going to accept a whole lot of people. Um, not because it's like, oh, it's like, oh, like, I, I just want to be by myself or something like that. But like, obviously, like, if I have my family with me and stuff like that, uh, and I come across someone that looks like they're struggling, like, I'm not just going to leave them and just be like, hey, like, um, fend for yourself or something like that. No, like, I'll try to do my best that I can within like a certain limit of that I don't I don't want to give. I don't want to let them take advantage of me, and that they could end up taking all of our supplies, taking up um our uh, uh location that we're at, um, or just even 
to the point of like killing us off. You know what I mean? I, I, I would help them just enough for like how Matt said, maybe give them like food if they look like they're struggling, but I wouldn't um, be the first to trust them like immediately just because I feel like the paranoia would set in and whether it be me or them, because think about it, like in their situation, if they're coming and joining a random group, um, they, they would assume that, that they're, they need something to do out of it. Like they, we need to get something out of them almost as well. And um, it goes both ways. So that, that's how you end up with that weird, um, um, anar um, yeah, like weird anarchy in that uh, people just, it's like a weird game of chicken because it's like, who's going to cave first? Who's going to kill who first? Is who's going to take advantage of someone else first? And um, there's not like a social structure there to um, help out with that, unfortunately. I yeah. see. That's very interesting. Honestly, I think I agree with you. And this this might be a surprise to some people. I mean, I feel like a lot of people could also relate. But there is very, very specific people, for me at least, that I would trust immediately. Like, I don't trust a lot of my family like interesting at, at all i would not trust i would not trust for them to one stay composed throughout the entire mm -hmm. situation like and to cooperate with all of us so i already don't trust a lot of my family friends i trust few of my friends like if it's with my life yeah i trust barry very very few of my friends and even like that like i don't want how do i say this even like that their family is like trusting my friends is one thing but trusting their family is another thing there's they're like sitting right there in the line of should i trust them or should i not so well, it's almost it's almost as as like they're going to put their family first too. Cause like, that's what you would do. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's a, there's a, there's a chain of who's going to be um, priority. And well, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, of like, you may not be on that priority. So it's like, if there's a situation, there's a situation that comes up and they're, um, they have to pick between like you or them. Like the, you may not like who they agree with. So it, like, I, I get that. Like, that's just one situation that you could be in. I get that. No. That is a reality that literally fits with every single situation. Loyalty is one thing, but I feel like trust is another. And yeah, they both go together very well. But I will understand if you put your family first. I would do the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. What I want is to be able to trust you to, you know, do your part, not kill us, you know stay composed and just you know be helpful not not how, how do i say it just don't be, be a hindrance yeah like if we need to go scavenging for supplies i i want to trust you that hey you'll help me out if we need to work like we need a farm i want to trust you that hey you'll do your part even if it's a little bit if we have food and we need a we need to ration it. You know, I want to trust you that you won't steal any or you won't attempt to assault or even kill someone for 
more food. It's that kind of stuff. When now, when it comes to like, holy crap, we've been overrun, and you run to your family to try and protect them, you know, that's that's that that's a different story. Like I understand. I I, I would probably do the same thing. I would go look for my family, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, but even like that, there's very few friends. I trust very, there's, now when it comes to random people, because obviously there might be times where we, you know, come across other survivors. I think, I want to say I would want to give them a chance, but I think I'd have to question them a lot first. And I'd have to like look at them a lot like a feeling so kind prob- of thing yeah i'd probably ask them you know this is coming from the walking dead i think these were very good questions so i'd ask them uh how many how many zombies have you killed how many people have you killed and what did you used to do before the apocalypse hmm. and then you know just kind of go based off their answers based off how they look based on how they act and based on who they're with. Because obviously, if let's say it's a regular looking family just trying to survive and they have like two kids, you know, I feel like they will be slightly more trustworthy than maybe a group of, I don't know, a group of men in their 40s or whatever, or maybe yeah. some teens. Mm-hmm. But here's a good question if you had to like if you yeah if you had to would you be able to kill other survivors oh yeah yeah without hesitation i mean it just depends like i think the entire thing is like we're humans right we're the reason we've made it this far is because we are so excellent at adapting neurologically physically right everything yeah. So my answer is always going to be how far into the in the beginning. I don't think I could kill other survivors. I think I would just flee. Okay. But like I said, if this apocalypse has been going on for a while, I think it would be pretty effortless. Like I, okay. and that doesn't. I don't want to sound like a stone cold cold killer or like a sociopath or a psychopath. It's just I think that neurologically and psychologically we you wouldn't view it as killing another person. You just see it as surviving, right? This is something you have to do. Not like, as long as you don't let the emotions get in, which easier said than done. Yeah. um, I think you can make yourself do something that you don't want to. Okay. What about you, Quentin? Um, I think it just depends. Like, obviously if they're coming at me, I'm going to defend myself and, I I don't well, yeah that's why I said if you need to yeah but I, I they're coming like if they're coming at me I'm gonna defend myself but I don't think that I'm ever gonna instigate it or be the one to um first strike or something like that you know what I mean I'm just yeah I wouldn't be that kind of person and I, I would hope at least that I wouldn't turn into that kind of person but um because of the severity of the situation that it's literally the end of the world I mean I don't know. I think it, it would just depend because at the end of the day, like they're just trying to survive just like me. And I feel like 
one could view it as like, oh, it's just one person, that's one less person, and one less person to, to, to turn into a zombie, one less person to take up these resources and stuff like that. But I don't see it that way. I see it more as like, it's one more life for to keep persisting on. Yeah. And um, I don't think I could be the one to just be like, like I said, like instigate uh, um, killing them first. I know? see. I think I'd be very naive at the very beginning of this just because you know one thing i've always asked whenever when i'm watching these type of movies these type of shows or even reading these um zombie apocalypse books is you know why do people insist on killing you know there's already so many people that are dead so many people that are zombies and people just want to add to it so i think i'd hesitate at first just because, you know, I don't, obviously, I'm pretty sure a lot of good people don't want to kill others, especially those who have no experience with actual, like, taking a life. And I'm talking about maybe, like, hunting and stuff at the very least. Obviously, not a lot of us are murderers. Hopefully. But, but um, yeah, I would, I think I would hesitate at first. But like you said, Matt, I think as the apocalypse goes on, it would I don't want to say it would be easier, but it would be less less of a bearing. Yeah, it would just be mm. another thing you... I, I mean, I'll say it. I'll say it would be easier. As long as the act will be easier. I don't think the emotional toll would be any easier. And that's why I think it would be really important to not let your feelings like get in the way of that. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine assassins, you know, assassins that take lives for money. Like, I would obviously, I'm pretty sure, or actually, I can't really speak for any of them on how they feel when they kill someone, but it must be, I don't want to say hard because I mean, they're in it for a reason. They're still in it for a reason, but I could never imagine being an assassin. I don't think I could ever take someone's life just for money yeah all right so let me ask you all this let's assume worst case scenario because if we're being realistic i think society today especially very um countries that are very developed and i'm talking more about like maybe like the united states and russia who are the, one of the biggest superpowers in the world in terms of like military firepower and all that kind of stuff. I feel like we're very, very well prepared for zombies, basically. I feel like we would be able to contain it, maybe not as easily, but we would definitely not let it, you know, take over the world. But let's assume worst case scenario. How long do you think it would take for society to fall? Mm. I think it would fall. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm just trying to think. I think it'd fall relatively quick. Um, quick, okay. Like how quick? I could see it probably over like a six month period. Um, oh, okay. Really, just because I feel like with something like zombies, I feel like that spreads really quick. Um, obviously, we can kind of use. Um, 
similar um, parallels with like COVID or anything like that. I'm not saying COVID is going to be an apocalypse or anything like that. I'm just saying it's similar because it's like a pandemic. It spreads across to multiple people, stuff like that. I think that um, a zombie bite, however, is something that can just spread really easily just because with people, they're going to be out, like you said, collecting supplies, moving, being mobile, trying to get this like somewhere safe, all these different things. And if they're all gathered in one location trying to do something, all it takes is one person. And when one person gets infected, that entire place is going to be gone. Not yeah. saying that it's like going to be like, oh, like super simple or that well, it's easy for one person to get infected. But I'm saying it really just takes that one person and that's it. Yeah. And um, I can foresee a lot of people um, risking a lot for a lot for like for their families and stuff like that. And unfortunately, not a lot of those are going to pay off. For example, like, like oh, I said, I want you to have like a really mobile lifestyle. Well, in the beginning, that may be a bad idea because of how many people are going to be trying to leave and have that exact same idea as me. So I feel like a lot of zombies would be created primarily in that beginning. And that's just going to lead to um, a lot of like chaos and destruction. And obviously a lot of places are going to shut down and not be able to reopen because of um, just moving back and forth and not localizing together. So um, I feel like civilization will really kind of fall really fast the amount of zombies may go up exponentially in the beginning but i think it's gonna have like a a level up uh, or like at least just kind of calm down towards like the middle and whenever the, hopefully there's an end but um but yeah i definitely think that um society itself will fall relatively fast just because we're not going to be able to do a lot of things like we used to i see so you say within six months that's actually a couple of months yeah honestly yeah that is pretty fast actually yeah what about you matt uh i think it could go faster than that honestly really i think as soon as our way of communication if our way of communication so cell phone towers radio towers all that stuff like as soon as that's gone I think society's yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, there's no way to communicate, which means there's no way to enforce society. Yeah. So if you don't have a way to enforce what we perceive as our society, then there it's gone right there. So I think it would start with communication. Um, and then as soon as that's done, maybe like three more days and no one... Because think about it. If, you, if it's us three and we're trying to survive and we're trying to meet up and then like currently i'm in college station right now and y'all are both in sa so let's say we're trying to meet up somewhere in the middle okay yeah and then while we're planning communication stops i have no idea if we're going to continue with the plan or not and i'm i mean sorry to assume but i'm just going to do my own thing and right yeah. then and there everyone else is going to do the exact same thing no one else is going to report to their job even if like you know, do you know? Do you get what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah I know exactly so what you mean. There's, there's as soon as that communication, check. yeah, exactly. Like that's what keeps us running, mm -hmm. is cell phones, internet, radios. All that communication is gone. Society follows. Maybe a day after. Yeah. Wow, that's very interesting. I actually, 
my I actually think society would fall way later. Like I feel like I feel like everything is so we could adapt to a lot of things very easily. But if worse comes to worse, I think society would take maybe I don't know, maybe like three, four years to actually fall. Just because I'm thinking about I'm thinking about all the things we could possibly do before we allow society to actually fall. And I'm thinking about the entire world. Like, obviously, the United States is not the only place in the world. And I feel like places, colder places, which obviously it's more like over there, northern hemisphere, maybe towards the east, like in Russia. I feel like it'll be harder for the infection to spread. Just because, well, it's it's freezing. I'm pretty sure everyone that knows about viruses, bacteria, know that for the most part, they can't survive in extreme temperatures. So I don't think communication would fall that easily because I I don't know. Like I think there even if public communication goes down like i'm talking about like our cell phones like oh we don't have service on our iphone anymore or anything i think the military would still maintain a type of communication mm-hmm. you know i feel like in order for all communication to go down completely i think the military and the government have to all go down as well and i think i think once the military or and or the government goes down, I think that's when society falls. That's when it's like, oh crap, you know, we're kind of this is it. We're we're on our own. There's no communication. There's no laws. There's nothing there's nothing guiding people. Yeah. I mean so I, I'll I go kind ahead. of go agree. Ahead. But that kind of goes into my like that's if they're out enforcing it does that make sense so if we're in a neighborhood and your neighbors start looting and going around doing this and that like the like wildfire effect is why am i gonna wait around playing by the rules while they're benefiting themselves and that mindset is gonna spread so quickly that before the government can even come out and do whatever they plan on doing it's going to be up in flames yeah it's so interesting how quickly you could just say everyone for themselves exactly and people and that's the thing is people i assume that people people always fear the worst and that's what people are going to react and it's i mean i don't know if that's how i would react because i'd want to see what was going on yeah but I guarantee you, as soon as people start seeing it, they're like, well, why am I going to continue to play by the rules? Like, that's not fair. Um, And then it just begins just like that. Just that simple, like, thought process. Yeah. What's super dangerous. So how likely do you guys think, how likely do you think it would be for, if a zombie apocalypse happened, for our society to survive a zombie apocalypse? Probably not, not a big one, and primarily really? just because I just I don't see once like like Matt said, once communication goes down, a lot of people are just kind of be like, just everything for themselves, and 
if there is a cure or if there was something going on for it at that point, I think it's already going to be lost. And um, I would assume that to get a cure that they would need to work on subjects and stuff like that. And I would assume that the turn rate for like doctors becoming zombies would be very high. So at that point, I would just, I think it would be something that we just kind of have to uh, live with and adapt to. And the society itself is going to have to take a new a new form and shape of that. We're not going to be able to live in these giant, um, uh, like not states, but like just giant like regions and um, places together anymore. Obviously, yeah. but um, we're going to have to live a lot more localized, um, uh, almost like primitive. In that, you have a community, and you really just stay in that community, and that's that's it. There's not. Traveling between communities a whole lot. Um, obviously, if things get better, then um, you can try hey, let to... see your passport. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> stuff like that. But I mean, like, when I say things get better, I mean, like, zombies uh, eventually, like, die off because of, like, the rotting and stuff like that. So I feel like at that point, you can try to go back to some normalcy. But by then, I feel like that younger generation that would have been born is already... Just they already know this lifestyle and they wouldn't um they wouldn't really go back to uh something else like that they wouldn't know um what about you matt what do you think our chances are surviving as a society right yes that was your question i think the yeah. society will be preserved if the government handles everything quickly and swiftly so okay. if they very within and I'm talking hours and within the very first couple of days get a game plan and start implementing stuff, I think we'll survive. Okay. I think if it takes months, there's no way. Um like I'm thinking as soon as it starts, there needs to be quarantine zones, there needs to be this, there needs to be checkpoints of like and I'm talking like strict stuff of I'm sorry, like you show up at the checkpoint. And you have a bite or anything that looks suspicious, like I'm sorry, you have to turn around or you're getting shot, right? Yeah. And that's, I think, what would be super hard is, like, you could say, oh, the society is being preserved, but it's like our society is created upon morals, ethics, these thoughts and ideas. And even just that act is kind of going against those, our human nature, right? Of, yeah blindly being like i'm sorry but i have to kill you or you have to go around you know yeah so i think society would get a new definition of gotcha like i think society technically would prevail but i think it would be i don't think it would ever be the same really that's very interesting i i never really thought about it that way i mean i was gonna say i do think we would survive just because of everything that we have and how just, I don't know, just pop culture in general really, a lot, a lot of pop culture fantasizes about, you know, one day there being a zombie apocalypse and everyone just going out and, you know, doing what we see in movies, you know, surviving a zombie apocalypse. So my answer would be that, yeah, we would survive it just because I feel like everyone's so prepared. Everyone like has a subconscious game plan of, what they would do and mm -hmm. stuff so but that's very interesting i mean the way you put it how society you know the definition of society would change 
kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you have seen, I know Quentin hasn't seen them, but have you seen uh, Resident Evil, Matt? Uh, I've, I've seen clips and I've played some of the games, so I'm yeah. somewhat familiar. It's kind of like that, like that, that, that gave me like Resident Evil vibes where, you know, these, I'm not going to spoil it in case any of y'all haven't seen it. I know Quentin hasn't seen it and I highly recommend he sees it because it's a very good movie series. But in the end, obviously, society changes completely. Yeah. You know, that's that's all you need to know. But I wanted to ask y'all a few more questions before we wrap it up. And these questions, honestly, y'all answer, answered it in the very beginning. But I there is parts to it that I would that I'm very curious about. So one of the things is food, water, and basically any other resources that you might need. It doesn't last forever, you know. You can't just stay at your home and be like, oh, yeah, I'm set for life with food, water, and everything. No, you, you eventually have to go out or do something about it. So both of y'all focused your priorities on traveling, just relocating to somewhere less populated, more secure, and everything. And I wanted to ask, when do you think it's the safest to travel? You know, would it be like, at the very beginning towards you know a couple weeks later a couple days later when when would y'all say is the safest to travel let's start with matt i'd say in the beginning um i think that people so continue with my theme of like i'd be the most scared of people in the very beginning people are less likely to shoot you for doing stuff interesting um, and yeah, it's going to be super hectic and it's going to be super dangerous. I think it's dangerous no matter what, no matter when you go. I think it's just, what are you more scared of? Yeah. Um, but for the scenario of like food and water, if I wait forever, I'm going to inadvertently need to spend more time because if I go in the very beginning, I can probably go to my HEB and get everything that I need. It's going to be super hectic and probably still super dangerous. Yeah. But if I go later, I'm going to have to probably stop at 15 different locations to get the same stuff I could get in the very beginning. And by going to 15 different locations, it becomes just as dangerous okay. than if I had gone in the very beginning. It's like in the very beginning, it's high risk, high reward. And then if I was to go later, it would be low risk, but also low reward. But if I'm having to do it each and every single time, statistic like statistically, I and more than likely going to run into an issue eventually. Okay. Interesting. So you chose to go at the very beginning. And before we go to your point, Clinton, I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to go next just because mine is completely the complete opposite to Matt's. I think going in the very beginning is very, the most dangerous time to go out because yes, like it is the time where, you know, it, it's the prime time to get resources just because they're available. But I feel like everyone is going to be rushing to, you know, get food, get a gun or whatever. And there's going to be such mass hysteria that, you know, people, people will will just panic and and just they 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 might hurt you in the process they might shoot you because you got the last loaf of bread and they're panicking because they don't have any food or 
whatever. And I think that because there's so many people clustering to get stuff, not only is everyone going to be panicking and trampling over each other, but it'll be more likely for zombies to hoard you know like it takes just one zombie in the middle of the HEV to bite someone else and then they bite someone else and it just spreads and you don't know who's a person you don't know who's a zombie and it's just chaos so for me I think the best time to travel would be maybe a few weeks later mm-hmm. I'd say maybe like four weeks later once stuff kind of calms down you know people stop looting the zombies you know took the the greater part of of the population because i think i'd rather to deal more with zombies than with hysterical people i feel like i i could i don't mind going the extra mile to search for food and water as long as you know we're safe yeah but what about you quentin what what when do you think I definitely wouldn't even think about be going to HEB or anything like that. And not that I wouldn't go places, but I just wouldn't go to HEB. I wouldn't go to like anywhere where I could get food or like supplies. I would go to like a farm or something like that and hopefully try to like pay off a farmer or something like that. Be like, hey man, can I have your land or something like that? Or like, hey, can I have some of your crops? And I would do that because like Ramirez said, if you go to like HEB, you're like, like any place where you get like your food or resources, I, I would consider you gone almost at that point because you know how many people are going to be there with the exact same idea as you with their whole family because they're not leaving anybody behind. And yeah. I just, I, for me at least, I'm not even worried about that. I'm going to take what I can get and then just kind of go because that's, I, I just feel like if you were to, go um to any place that's localized with people at that point it's just it's just it's just nothing but dangerous and um chaotic just because like you said you're done you're not just dealing with zombies you're dealing with hysterical people and yeah i just yeah interesting so i wanted i wanted to ask this later but y'all gave me your answers And the reason I wanted to ask this next question later is because I kind of wanted to know your game plan before I knew what you would do afterwards. So the question would be, would you stay where you are or would you go somewhere else? And obviously Matt said that, no, he would leave. He he has uh, his grandmother's um, farm, property, whatever. And Quentin uh, said the same thing. And I think... I would probably do the same thing later, but I don't have really anywhere to go. I think I would try to go to the coast or at least somewhere near the ocean, just because I know that zombies, one, can't swim. And two, if food runs out, there's always fishing. I feel like Fishing would be a very good way to, you know, maintain a constant supply of of food, right? And in the coast, you could also, depending on where you are, obviously, if you're at the Gulf, it's going to be kind of hard because it's kind of dirty. But depending on where you are, like 
maybe I could go to Mexico. I could go to the coast over there to a place called maybe Tampico or Cancun. There's coconuts and all that kind of stuff. So if I have trouble finding water, even though it rains a lot in the coast over there, you know, I always have these coconuts to hydrate myself. So with that in mind, would you guys still stick with your relocation plan? Yes. Yes, yeah. you would still you would still go to where you were going. Yeah, like because in my original scenario, I'm I'm taking as many seeds and stuff that I can create a sustainable resource and getting there as quickly as I can. Getting started as quickly as I can. Um I mean I think yeah, I'd end up being basically like vegetarian. But okay. I mean it's the same thing with you and your coconuts of yeah, like I'm going to do the same thing, only I just need to start from scratch. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's very interesting. Very interesting. So let me ask you all this. So obviously, if a zombie apocalypse was possible, we obviously can't predict what type of zombie apocalypse would be possible. So what if I switch the scenario and I said the zombies are contagious through blood? And they have the ability to run. Would your would your overall game plan that we just discussed be somewhat similar, or would you change some things heavily? I'm gonna start with you, Matt. Uh, I don't think anything would change other than. So if they can run, I'm not going out immediately. I'm gonna wait. And. My weapon of choice and my game plan would still stay the same. I'd still want to head out to a rural area. I'd still use a gun. I'm especially not using a melee weapon if they can run and through blood. Like me hitting my melee weapon would cause the blood and I'd be infected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't head out immediately and my armament would definitely change. I would wear, I would be covered head to toe. I'd be wearing those chemistry safety goggles <laughs> uh, and like completely just covered uh, gloves, like not a piece of skin showing. So yeah, that would probably be the only thing other than that, other than my armament and when I decide to go get resources, nothing else would change. Okay. You know, what about you, Quentin? Uh, I would limit literally every contact that I have with the person at that point. Um, I'd be a lot more strict when it comes to like survivors just because I don't know their situation. Um, I mean, obviously with a bite, it's a little bit easier to kind of tell because if, I mean, unless it's been like super recent, I mean, like they would kind of already be um, turning or you'd obviously see the bite, um, but blood, there could just be, blood from like animals that um they've eaten or something like that or like if a horde has recently come by and um there's like there's leftover like just again like debris from themselves or something like that and you actually come into contact with it and that's it you know what I mean not to mention they run now like I mean I I feel like at that point the bunker lifestyle is like never has never been better just because 
you, you kind of have to just limit yourself and just close yourself off from the world at that point because I feel like coming into contact with people is just too risky, especially if they've been exposed to something like that, which is highly, highly likely in the event of like a zombie apocalypse because I would assume sanitation almost is thrown out the window because running water gone, um, food, like FDA approval stuff gone. It's just, it's it'd be so much more likely to run into a situation where um, something's already come into contact with like um, the blood of like whatever to get you infected. So. Yeah. I think a really, really important thing if the situation was like this would be to know how to sterilize or at least how to disinfect like boiling stuff would probably be the most common and best way to actually like clean stuff yeah. clean your food you know boil all of your food boil everything boil your utensils even boil your clothes if you have to but yeah i think my game plan would be somewhat the same i think my i think mm, probably my armor my defenses would probably change just because like like it's kind of like matt said you know any little thing that could get anywhere is just it's game over so i do have chemistry goggles i would definitely utilize them to protect my eyes uh i would cover my mouth and nose with you know masks and bandanas and cloths that i have here um i mean in terms of the rest of my body realistically i don't really have much that I could cover myself with. I could probably cover myself in tape. It probably look kind of funny, but I don't really have much to cover myself in. So I think I would focus on the parts of my body that are very easily exposed to like blood. I did hear about this technique or not technique, just something you could do is you could, if you have wax, you could, um, in if you have wax and if you have like a um a leather jacket or something made of leather you could cover your clothes in a thin layer of wax and obviously for those of you that don't know wax is hydrophobic so water droplets slip off of it and it'll prevent from any blood soaking on you you know but i don't know how how effective that is i would have to test that out but you know why not do that? I have a bunch of candles here. I have a bunch of like wax burners. I think I would probably do that. But in terms of everything else, everything else would probably stay the same. I'd still go try to go to the coast. I'd still stay here for as long as I need to before going out. And but honestly, it'd be hella more scary. I mean, imagine a zombie running at you full sprint. Or imagine you walk into the store and you see. Usain Bolt is infected. No, dude. he's not. He's not even infecting people, right? He's just playing tag. <laughs> like it's that easy. <laughs> like it's it, just like, honestly, just your lay eye. down. You're not gonna. You're not outrunning him. Yeah, yeah. I think in those situations, it. I guess you just have to read their moves. That's I what mean, I'm saying. If you don't have a gun, like GG, just just sit there. Just wait for it. To try to yeah. No, maybe. That's gonna be, <laughs> yeah. Crossover. So, 
to wrap up this episode, I wanted to ask y'all this question. So obviously, realistically speaking, um, a zombie apocalypse is not very likely. It's more of a science fiction thing. Even though we kind of, I don't know if y'all remember that whole Miami zombie incident where that one guy ripped apart that homeless guy's face, but just because he was high on bath salts and it just became a thing. But it was due to drugs. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, this is the start of the zombie apocalypse kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we all know that the zombie apocalypse is more of a science fiction thing. I really hope it's not very likely to happen. But be nice. what, would, what would Josh say is a more realistic apocalypse that we could experience? Like within In- the realm of like zombies? Like, no, no, no. Any any type of apocalypse. What would be a more realistic type of apocalypse that humanity, we, could experience? So I'm virus. talking about, yeah, maybe like a <laughs> like a highly infectious, highly deadly virus. So COVID. Maybe weather. Yeah, I was we like, are experiencing I was like, the apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, like, we, for as much as, like, as, for as much as, like, there is going on and stuff like that, I I feel like we've been very fortunate because we've made a lot of mistakes. We've done a lot of things that I feel if the if the virus had been more uh, like all right, the virus is already contagious as it is. But if the virus had literally been like like Romero said, like you get blood on you or like your blood around you or stuff like that, like you're infected and stuff like that. I, I just feel like if it was more contagious we we would have that would have been the apocalypse we would have been gone already but we we've been so fortunate that we've taken some precautions like the masks wearing and all that like i feel like that's really helped us to survive at least and kept us because if if this kind of if this kind of virus had um overtaken the world in like uh like what like the last thing that was like this was like the spanish flu and like i want to say like the population like the death toll was like like traumatic and I'm, I'm not saying that covid's death toll isn't any worse or anything like that i'm just saying that uh, compared to the spanish flu like we're, we're we're looking pretty good so i i would just think that um the communication that we have in place the precautions that we have in place all of that We've been very fortunate that the, that the virus wasn't more um, infectious or than it already is. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Matt? What would you say is a more realistic type of apocalypse? Uh, I mean, Quinn's kind of nailed it on the head. I think apocalypse is such a weird word because I think the word, when I hear the word apocalypse, I think of like Mad Max. It's like the yeah. world is basically ending and everyone's just like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't think we would ever get to that point unless something really did something unrealistic happened, like a zombie apocalypse or something. Interesting. I think something else that I was oh sorry. Oh no, you can go ahead if you want. Something else that I was thinking about was like just something as simple as like global warming or something like that. Like the fact that the ozone could just completely deplete and then we're kind of just we can't really adapt to the the rays of the sun 
we just kind of disintegrate and be dead. But that's obviously a, a different kind. Of, it's an apocalypse, but it's like a. That's just the world ending. That's not even an apocalypse. Like it's just. <laughs> There's what? no society after that. It's just ash. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone I think, dies. So, like a realistic apocalypse. I don't think. I think those kind of contradict each other. I think for us to actually end up in an apocalypse, nothing realistic would have to happen. Yeah. Like something unrealistic would have to happen, basically. Interesting. Um, but unpredicted. Yeah, because it's like I don't know. Maybe if we if we went back in time and it was like the bubonic plague in today's society. But it goes back to what I said of like everything depends on how quickly and how like effectively the government handles things. Yeah. If okay. they don't do stuff, so many people are going to die. And people are going to die even if they do stuff. It's just, are there going to be people left over to continue what was going on previously? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So when I, when I said realistic, I meant something that we know like is possible, I guess. Yeah. So what I had in mind was at least my choices would be maybe like obviously it's unlikely i i I would i would hope so but maybe like nuclear war obviously nuclear war could probably cause an apocalypse you know the whole world would probably end or like quentin said global warming Mm -hmm. or you know some freak storm could cause i don't know if y'all seen the movie 2012 okay and you know stuff Mm -hmm. like stuff like that obviously you know, I agree with you. Something unlikely would have to happen for an apocalypse to happen. That is true. But I guess I, re- when I said realistic, it just meant stuff that we know. Like, hey, if this unlikely scenario did happen, it it definitely would cause an apocalypse. Like, yeah. we know for sure it is possible that it could happen. Well, then probably what Quentin said of, like, global warming and, like, heightened natural disasters could probably do us in create an yeah. apocalypse hmm. it destroy our sources of energy stuff like that yeah yeah how do you think we could how would you think we would handle it though i think worse i mean worse because <laughs> think about it there's no zombie to be yeah, like I, I can't outrun mother nature dude yeah <laughs> there's no zombie to kill it's just kind of like you're just you can't really you just have to adapt to it, it that's um, one of those things it's like you're in the right you're either you have to be in the right place at the right time to survive. Yeah. Dude, okay. That movie 2012, any movie that has to do with the ocean. For those of for everyone out there, I am not terrified of the ocean, but boy does it by an ocean during freak me, boy does it freak <laughs> me out, dude. What's well, like tsunamis like, like to me when I watch or look at tsunamis and think about actually how what's happening, the larger ones are so terrifying. Because thinking yeah. of it this way, if you're near the coast and a tsunami starts forming, depending on the size, you're only going to survive if you were on the border of where it was our, like, basically it's predetermined if you're going to survive or not. And, when I say that, I mean, you're either in the range of the tsunami or you're not. Yep, and if you're yeah. like right on the fence, okay, well, then you need to get on the other side and you have very limited time to do so. 
So it's a weird feeling. If us three were on like a beach and a tsunami starts forming, like what is the point in starting to run? Do you know what I'm trying to get at? Like you're just gone at that. It's point. predetermined. Like we can do everything in our power, but there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. The the ocean is just so scary for me. Honestly, do Mother Nature can do whatever it wants, but if it throws the ocean at me, I think I'll die from a heart attack before I die from mother from Mother Nature, dude. <laughs> it's actually it would be scary. But hopefully we will never live to see an apocalypse. Um, I definitely would not want to see all the death and destruction happening. But I think we're gonna wrap this episode up right here i hope everyone liked the episode remember to follow the podcast at witty talk on instagram twitter and on spotify to get updates and notifications when new episodes release and thank you so much for watching don't forget to pick your feelings up on your way out i'll see y'all on the next one